world where people strive to conquer the digital landscape, the best leaders are moving forward and planting flags. This is the Oil & Gas Digital Doers podcast, where you can hear about the thrill of digital victory and the industry's best guidance on how to win with your host, Michael O'Sullivan. Everyone, welcome to the all-new Oil & Gas Digital Doers podcast, which is brought to you by the very good people at Top Coder right here on the Oil & Gas Global Network. Usually, this is where I would say something about that sponsor, uh, but today, I actually I actually have one of the good people from Top Coder on the line, so, uh, so we're going to get to that in a minute. We're going to talk about the vision for this new show and what we're planning to uh, you know, bring to the party as it were, um, in this rapidly growing oil and gas global network. In fact, we're growing so much that uh, recently we had, we had a big event um, here in Houston, uh, and it was also live streamed, and we were celebrating, well, a lot of things. We were celebrating, for one thing, uh, a million downloads of the Oil and Gas This Week podcast, which is the big one. That's the one that started it all. And uh, we also announced some, uh, like a bunch of new podcasts and live streams, and you know, maybe most importantly, um, well, a lot of our sponsors were there in person and some of them were online. And I, yours truly, had the privilege of doing uh, the bit where we salute all the sponsors and I got to say something nice about all of them, make them all stand up and sing their company song. And and uh, it was it was a great time. But but the, the fun part about that is without the sponsors, um, you know, none of this happens. I mean, it, it, I think I said it that night. I said, if we don't without the sponsors, we're just we're just doing art. And uh, the life of a starving artist is not really a good one. So big thanks uh, not only to Top Coder, but uh, all of the people that uh, I think we're up to something like 20 companies sponsoring OGGN shows. And they really are investing, um, you know, in the good of the oil and gas community because, uh, you know, we're able to do all these great things because of them. So this is the part where I usually would ask for reviews, but... There's not much to review so far. So instead, after you listen to this episode, and we got a couple of more coming out along with this one, um, we would love to hear your ideas on what would make this a great podcast. So uh, so you can use the review uh, thing for that, or uh, you can connect with us on our website, OGGN.com, or all the usual places, LinkedIn, uh, our LinkedIn group, whatever. Get in touch. Tell us what you think would make this podcast really good. It would be good to get some... Uh, some listener input. This is a brand spanking new show, which is about, um, well, you heard it. You heard it in the intro. Uh, the best, I think it says the best digital leaders moving forward and planting flags. Um, I think that's what you hear from our friend Mel, who is the very nice Australian woman who is now living in Los Angeles. And she does. Uh, she also does the intro for the Oil & Gas Tech Show. So if she sounds familiar, that's why. So without even further ado... Well, let's get to our guest today, who is joining us from the warm and sunny coast of Westbrook Harbor. <laughs> and uh, I mentioned he is from our illustrious sponsor, Top Coder. In fact, he is the vice president of marketing, and he's been with Top Coder for something like, I think I remember, 12 years. So, Mr. Clinton Bonner. Welcome, Clinton. Thanks hey, for being here. Hey, thanks, Michael. So, always, always here to support artists. So that when you frame it that way, you know, you, you got to support <laughs> the arts, right? Someone is, has to. Yeah, somebody's <laughs> got to, right? I, I love art. I don't know about you, right? I like art. I, I like music. So got to do it. But no, super, super excited to be on. Yeah, I live, 
I live in the, well, sunny today, but uh, often cold. It's Westbrook, Connecticut. So shoreline of Connecticut, kind of right in the middle of the state, yeah, but right, right, right along the coast. So I can take a jog down to the beach and get my dog down there. So it's been very peaceful. Got a I got a goat farm down the road for me, so it's a pretty peaceful living up here. A and, goat, uh, yeah, it's a, a little goat farm. farm. So it's That's uh, perfect. That's yeah, perfect. well, perfect is a word, sure, but it's but it's but it's fun. <laughs> I, I chose. We have fifty states. I chose here. So the Australian woman, she's smart. She goes from Australia to L.A. I'm LA. still in the Northeast, like a dum dum, waiting to age so I can go to Florida, like the rest of my my relatives. So that's what. That's what yeah, that's um, that. Well, you know, I grew up uh, in. In New Jersey, my, before my parents moved to, to Houston, there's a whole story behind that and, and the oil and gas industry. But um, yeah, it was it was sort of you could watch it happen, right? Everybody got to a certain age and then they went to Florida or as we used to say, Florida. So. <laughs> yeah, for sure. For sure. My wife and I, luckily enough, we had a chance to we bought an investment property three plus years ago on the West Coast, south of Tampa. And once the second kid's off to college, I already told the kids, I'm like, kids, Go to Florida. I'm like, it's yeah, got, right. they got great state schools. It's actually, you know, like go, just go. Like, don't yeah, get yeah. out of Connecticut. And, and uh, uh, you know, yeah. anybody in the Northeast, uh, you know, I'm a New Yorker. I love New York. However, it's time to move on. It's time to move. That's right. Yep. Yep. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you every day. I, you know, and we had this big freeze in Houston here recently. Yeah. And, um, and I have a kid at school in Florida and, you know, we're in the, like, it's nine degrees in Houston and he's sending us videos of like sunny 85 degrees outside his apartment. So, uh, that was, yeah, <laughs> that, was, that was, that was sweet. All right. So, um, that was, I was going to say, tell us a little about yourself, but you already did that. Yeah, we got there. So it's good. So also you're no stranger to podcasts, right? I mean, um, you have some top coder podcasts. We'll probably, we can, we, you can talk about those. If yeah. You want, I can give, maybe. A, and, give a little flavor. Um, it's, it's real quick. We have a, a top coder. Well, it's actually a, it's kind of an industry wide podcast that we call Upriser with an O at the end. That's focused on like the use of open talent, the use of crowdsourcing, things of that nature, but for, right. en for enterprise use cases, not for, you know, nothing wrong with mom and pop and the long tail of business, but how do enterprises actually use on-demand talent and do it at scale? Um, and then I'm a, we talked earlier, I'm a gigantic Seattle Seahawks fan. So I'm also on a podcast, right. uh, a podcast called the Field Goals Podcast, where I have a segment that I do once a week. And that was that was just pure fanaticism. And I wrote a blog for them forever. And I said, Hey, can I, can I get on the air? And they said, yes. And, and that was, that was, that's it. A couple of years later, I do some Seahawks podcasts too. So it's fun. It's, it's a great medium. And we were super, and as a company for top coder, you know, OGGN has been really great to us. We've got some amazing customers down in Houston and over in Australia. And this just seemed like a natural fit. Like we do digital business. That's or we help companies do digital through on-demand talent. Um, this is all about folks actually getting digital done. Specifically, you know, oil and gas in an indus industry that is hard, right? It's 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 yeah, physical. Yeah. It's 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 traditional. So I love the concept of um, take take what we do out of the equation. Just getting to folks who actually cut through. Let's call call it what it is. Sometimes the nonsense cut through the bureaucracy and got digital works done. So I'm really, really excited to bring on people week after week that have these stories that I think people can learn from and at least be inspired by and probably take some nuggets away each and every episode. So but that's why we're here, man. I think Top Coder is a perfect fit for that because those bold people, that those are the people we want, we want to dance with anyway, Michael. Yeah, no, I no, I hear you. It's, it's, it was a great idea. Um, you know, and, and we were, of course, we were in the conceptualizing stage of this uh, a few weeks ago. And you know, so 
so as as most people know, I also host the Oil and Gas Tech podcast, and we and we focus a lot. You know, we get a lot, we have we get lots of really interesting, smart people coming on that show and talking about interesting technology. But we focus mostly on on the tech itself and what it does, um, which is um, you know, which is which is a lot of fun and it's wonderful to think about. But you don't have to look very far, um, you know, in to get to find an article from. Deloitte or McKinsey or one of the research companies, right? Uh, to say to say to, fi- to to find somebody saying, you know, um, uh, folks in the oil and gas industry, you're you're still not making very much progress, yeah. and um, and I think that's changing a little bit here in maybe maybe in the last six to twelve months. But but there's there is sort of still this, in spite of the fact that we are innovating incredible things and which by the way that's my mantra on the tech show which is that we did not show up late to the party when it comes to innovating technology we've been doing that for like a century but we do innovate some amazing things but we're still getting dinged a little bit for not making much progress and a big part of that is what you just said which is this is not an easy industry i mean you would think that if anybody could figure out how to do digital it's going to be an industry that's full of scientists and engineers but the fact is it's so complex and it's so big that it's it's really difficult. So I think um, it's going to be great to have a show like this where we can get some people to come on, like you said, and talk about and, and be able to say, hey, we're making progress or or maybe, you know, we're working with, with clients and customers who are making we're, we are in the presence of people <laughs> who are yep. making progress. And and this is how it's going. So, I mean, so you're in that position, right? I mean, you're seeing some people uh, who are making progress. I mean, ha- what what are some of the common characteristics that, that you're finding that are, that's helping people be successful? Yeah. So I think the, from, from, from my top coder vantage point and, um, and I think, I think a little bit of flavor on like, well, what, what, what is that? What, what is top coder in general for anybody who doesn't know, and this, this could be very brief. It's the simplest way, very easy way to access on demand digital talent. So there's myriad ways, or really there's two specific ways that our customers who are enterprises will engage the talent. You can either just go contract freelancers through us, or we actually have a challenge mechanism that could run on our platform where you could put some, some, you know, applications out there and break them down into components and get, get specialists, like pe- people who really know their stuff outside right. their four walls, working on your stuff where the IP is protected and, and, and enterprises are comfortable with the level of risk using folks outside their four walls. So if you take anything away from the sponsorship, it's just, okay, it's a smart way to get to specialists in digital and technology who could come on to work and help you accelerate what the heck you're trying to accomplish. Either that's projects or programs, et cetera, et cetera. I think the more interesting part, that's certainly the who we are and what we do. The, right. the characteristics, Michael, are like, it's folks who have, who look at their talent spectrum and they say, okay, if I just go with my FTEs who live geo, geolocation somewhere around the places in your case where you're drilling or doing things upstream, downstream, et cetera, et cetera. And then you have your go-to contractors who are still going to be, for the most part, geolocated uh, in, in your certain area. If I just stick with that, then I'm leaving out a huge swath of of humans who have a, right. who have big brains that could actually help me on other stuff or accelerate core stuff. So the main characteristic is from a strategy position, somebody who looks at blending their workforce and saying, "Okay, I am very comfortable with. I'm not getting rid of my FTEs. This is not 
when I, you have all this great domain. That's, that's your industry, you know, like yeah, all these course, scientists, right. they, they know their stuff. Um, but it is the addition of outside brains and then weaving them in purposely that could really accelerate the whole. So that's the number one, the number one trait is like the leader um, who is unafraid to, you know, get into a, a boardroom and say, hey, we're missing a third stool to this. We have our FTEs, yeah. we have our contractors. If we're not going outside to crowd and on-demand talent, we're missing a huge, huge opportunity. So some, frankly, somebody with the gumption to go in and have what is a what is an argument, right? And say, this is, we're missing a piece of how we could accelerate our, our, digi our digitization or just our, our digital projects. That's the yeah. first thing. And then I would say there's everything else cascades off of that. Um, and then it's people that want, want to experiment, people that, people that are itching to go faster, who want to look at, hey, can I get three or four of these solutions maybe in parallel where I could MVP three or four of them really quickly decide which one actually works in a month or six weeks, discard the other ones, be comfortable with that, and then get to market faster. So right. it's, it's, it's the, those, that combination of desire to go quicker and kind of just philosophy that there's a lot of brains out there that could probably help me that aren't just in my town. Uh, you put those two traits together and you probably got the right, the right person that we end up seeing really, um, really gets and uses top coder quite wisely. Excellent. Yeah. So, okay. That was good. There's, there's quite a few th things in there. I want to, I want to, I want to back up to because you, because sure. you said some good stuff. So the first one I think that's interesting is, um, you know, and we've talked, this has come up on other, on other shows and things like that, where, and, and some of the live streams where we talk about how people in this industry are today are much more interested, um, in, in, understanding how other people outside the industry are solving problems mm. and, and, and getting things done. Um, and that didn't really used to be the case, not, not because of, of um, any particular type of, you know, arrogance or anything like that. It was just that, well, like you really don't understand our industry. Things work differently here. There's not much we can learn from you on the outside. And that was probably true. I mean, I mean, the, the leaders in this industry didn't build it up to be what it is by not understanding where the good ideas are. So, um, but within this digital, in this whole world of trying to do, th do, do digital, um, there are way, there are things that people can learn that people in, in oil and gas and in energy can learn from other industries or just people who have experience. But then you get the, then you get to the, the kind of the, the complexity of, well, but how do we tap into that knowledge? I mean, nobody has time for more, you know, meetings and discussions and, and, and roundtables and, and all of that. So what's the best way to tap into that knowledge? And kind of what you're describing is more doing it at the ground level, which is, well, just, in, you know, in, in the space where you're actually getting this work done, bring in the talent that has the exposure, uh, kind of the outside exposure and has a new set of ideas. Is that, I mean... Am I saying that right? Is that is that kind of what you're seeing happen? I think that's definitely one way it can go, right? And and at the end of it, it's also like, hey, this is a a modern philosophy for blending your workforces so that you have, you know, at the end of it, you have the strongest workforce you possibly could put together. Period. It, it's going to be and, and it being a mixture, being like, okay, it's not it's not a homogeneous thing. It is it is a mixture. Which, by the way, great for diversity, great for getting other perspectives in amazing for getting near field repurposing where they've done something 
in a near field industry and they could bring that knowledge in now, whether that's in the physical or very often for the digital, it's like, well, hey, that experience is very similar. This is how we solved it over here. Let's tweak it for your domain. But you know, you don't you don't have to recreate the wheel every single time. Um, right. But I do think there's this, I think what we see that works really well is you absolutely want and and need ground up use case, right? So people who see it, the people who actually have the acute pain, who are like, they're the project managers, they're the they're the directors who have a pocket of projects that just can't go fast enough. They're just missing deadlines after deadline, or right. they get to a finish line and they've sacrificed some of the digital aspects because it wasn't the sharpest experience they could have delivered, whether that's in field or just just purely in an mm-hmm. office, et cetera, et cetera. Um, right. That's one. Like getting those people with the acute pains to speak up and say, "Hey, would you like access to on-demand talent that could help you in pockets?" We're not saying like usually it's not the entire project. It's like there's elements. There's like, "Hey, let's go nail the UX UI," or "Hey, let's go tinker with this algorithm and and the data the data visualization that pipes back in." Um, you don't have to do the entirety of a project, and very often folks do not. Uh, but that's that's one is like identify the acute pain and 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 the the bold people who are like, yeah, I would love to accelerate what I'm doing. Hey, I got four projects, I got four projects that I'm marching on. What if I could do six this quarter? What if I could get eight done this year? Whatever it is, time is time, right? So it's like that ain't changing. Um, right. How much you can get done in parallel over time can actually greatly change when you get to an area that's like you have like an all-in talent strategy that includes outside talent. Um, and I'll briefly say, frankly, for large enterprises, you need the groundswell because that's where the work comes from. You know, that's that they know the project right. level. However, right. without right. without a CTO or at least like an SVP of digital, you know, it depends on the organization saying, hey we want to give this a, a legitimate shot and not just a one-off, not just like a, Oh, we're going to do some cute little thing over here. That doesn't matter if it works or not. No, like, you know, have put, put some chips down. I'm not, I'm not saying go bananas, but do something that do a couple of things in parallel that you could look at as a portfolio and say a half a year later, which is a blink of an eye. Hey, this yeah. either worked really well, or there was some warts to it or didn't work for us, but at least you could step back and honestly assess is this a philosophy that that you can get behind and does it free your people up inside who can then go accelerate their 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 project portfolio that's the mix man it's like yeah it's it probably like anything else but you just you need the the top down folks to to at least enable and say yeah. we want you to experiment and then you need those folks with the projects to say yeah i i really want to try this um that's kind of a i would say you know that nirvana state of like okay that yeah. that's a that's an ideal place to uh, to succeed yeah, that's uh, it's interesting. So you, um, so you're kind of you're getting over into the other thing that I wanted to, to back up to, which is um, and and just on, on that bit right there, I, I think it, this this notion of let's get some things done um, is 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 important because at some point it has things have to come down off the digital roadmap that's being projected up on the on the TV in the conference room, mm. right? Back in the days when everybody used to be in conference room, but but uh, you know it has to come down off the digital roadmap, and you have to actually start um, um, uh, just getting the bits and pieces done. And the only way to do that is to, is to start doing it. But um, um, it makes me think of uh, I, I read an article. It's it's been a it's been a couple two three months ago now, and it was by one of the um, 
It was by one of the big uh, consulting houses, um, you know, that uh, and that's very fond of uh, kind of <laughs> observing and tell us mm. telling us what we're doing right and what we're doing wrong. Yeah, and 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 but you, typically they make very good points. But this one, I I thought, well, I'm not sure. I agree with this, and 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 the point was um, that. Uh, and in this industry, we're not being as successful as we could uh, with these digital initiatives because uh, because the, the the proof of concept and the MVP and these sort of one off workflow digitization solutions are not getting it done. They're not tra- they're not enough to transform the business, and um, they're just they're just making a nicer situation in, in a particular point, and that until we um, until we really start to reinvent entire workflows, we're not going to see transformation, uh, you know, in the industry. And I thought, well, that, um, you know, that sounds right. Like we do need to reinvent entire workflows. But, um, you know, if, you, if you've ever done anything in oil and gas, you know that the notion of reinventing an entire workflow is not something that you just, that you just draw up on a whiteboard and then, and then roll out the next day. And the way that you have to do that is exactly what you're saying, which is, is let's get, let's get this piece done. Let's get this piece done. Let's get this piece done. And, and, you know, you sort of have to orchestrate all that uh, to the workflows that you're trying to reinvent. But I think, um, but like, like that almost begins to sound like the boil the ocean attempt. And I mean, mm. we've seen that fail, right? I mean, that's, that's, um, that's why, that's why you're seeing success with these crowdsource types and, 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 and blending, blending your team initiatives, right? Is because, because you can get thing you can be boots on the ground, getting things done and not trying to, to boil the whole thing up. Yeah, I think, and I think that's, yes, the, the, my, my end on top of that is the, the philosophy of like adding crowd as part of as part of your workforce to say, hey, this is how we now this is how we now do this. That in itself is a workflow is a workflow revolution to say it's not it's yeah, right, not a right, it's not a right. one off. It's not a it's not a hey we're bringing we're bringing this crowd in or we're bringing this contractor in just for this project. Cool. What happens when that project ends? Like right. you just you have to go back and find another project that fits your digital roadmap and try to make it make it work. This is fundamentally, I would say, like an abstraction layer higher or lower, depending on if you're whatever you're doing in your brain right now, um, (laughs) more grounded in, hey, we're going to change the way we actually get work done. And it's going to include crowd as part of the as part of the workforce, um, and and get get to a mature state. Now that does not happen overnight. There's no there is no you know red red pill blue pill, and you, you wake up and you're Neo and you know kung fu. It there's there's things to do there. There's <laughs> right. there's uh, you know, and and there is work. However, um, there's also a lot of great stuff out there now about how do you structure this? How do you how do you approach the addition of crowd? In, in the freelancers, right? In a, in a really smart way so that you can transform your workforce. So it's, it's almost, it is almost like a, a fundamental step before that's like, if you come with the philosophy that, Hey, the work can actually change. Well, then everything you go do, um, how much of it you go do and how much you can go get to over that same slice of time also changes with it. Um, and then I would say too, it's really about you know, when you are looking at that digital roadmap, if you're looking for a place to start, I'm not saying, hey, pick the most critical thing and throw it to the crowd because throw it to the crowd is a really bad way to say it anyway. It doesn't right, work right. that way. There are experts, yeah. there are services. It gets broken apart into, into you know, smaller pieces of work and, and then specialists are, are on that work with you, with you and for you. However, 
I would say pick something that's meaningful. Pick something that if you get it done, you could look back and say, hey, that gave us a you know a bottom line savings or a top line revenue boost of this. And it was measurable yeah. because right. without it, you're, you're gonna it's gonna be harder, not impossible, harder to get that buy-in to say, hey, we could 10x this, we could 5x, we just gotta pour some more fuel on this and our portfolio, we can get a heck of a lot more done. So yeah. that's that's my my point on that, Michael, is like. Yes, digitization of an entire roadmap often often fails to get there, quote unquote, get there, um, because it's hard and it's a lot of stuff. Uh, however, if you could just dial up your productivity and keep that really, really cranking, where it's it's consistently over time, you've changed the way you you approach your projects. Um, I will say this: you'll get a heck of a lot closer to your digitization vision than if you hadn't. Yeah, yeah, no, I I hear you. I think. Um, I mean, what you're describing is a very similar shift in um, kind of a mental framework uh, to what we saw with cloud, right? There was a point in time where everybody, you know, particularly in oil and gas, the leaders were like, ah, you know, we're never going to put our stuff in the cloud. And, and um, uh, you know, which is synonymous or, or analogous to we're never going to throw our stuff to the crowd, right? Mm-hmm. And and but then once you begin to understand it more and 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 you embrace it in a particular way that's smart and sensible and you know we don't have to tell the whole story we know how it ends is everybody's everybody is is moving stuff uh, uh, trying trying to move as, a lot of things to the cloud as much as they can um, the same thing this is a shift in thinking about. Um, okay, let's now that we've we've changed our way of thinking and we've embraced this new place where all this stuff is running, you know, for the in the computer environments, let's change our way of thinking about how we get it done. And and you made an interesting point, which is um, if we're going to start reinventing workflows, maybe the first one that we reinvent is the workflow that we use to how we actually get things done. Yeah, and um, and that, uh, that that that's interesting, and it and it could be. And I'm sure there were probably still some people out there who were like, ah, you know, last thing, you know, my my. My CIO, my CTO, whoever, they're never going to let us, uh, you know, crowdsource. I mean, do you know how important and secret and everything this is? But, but, yeah, yeah. but it's just, it's just a shift in, 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 the, in the way you think about things and really understanding one of the things that held people back from the cloud is they didn't really understand what it was and how it worked. And once they did, then they said, ah, you know, this, this is better. And, and so what I'm hearing from you is there's a very similar effect, right? Once we really understand how you do what you do, then um, it becomes a much uh, more viable approach. Yeah, and I think the the, the big word is is risk, right? It, it's, it's somebody uh, in, both, in both cases. In yeah, both, both stories, cases, right? absolutely. Yeah, and and, yeah, and then right. it just became, you know, there's a risk the first time you got an Uber. There was a risk the first time I punched the button for Uber. Then I was like, oh crap, this is better, <laughs> you know. So, <laughs> right, um, right, so right. It, it's and that was an easier one from a B to C level to just get over that that quick fear. Um, from an enterprise level, it, it it definitely persists. Now, the nice part, I mean, Top Code has been we're we we started in two thousand and one. We are in year twenty. Um, uh, we've got yeah, yeah. Know, five or six major oil slash oil suppliers, you know, suppliers to the field who are on the platform right now. I can't I, I by contract, which is a good thing. You probably want to hear this. I can't name names. I can't talk about their projects. However, they're pretty <laughs> pretty large yeah. scale. They they yeah, matter. Yeah, yeah. They, you know yeah. they matter and they they matter in in the terms of uh you know millions and and in some cases uh you know, much higher hundreds of millions of dollars of of um 
of uh, profitability because of the projects that are and again it's not, not like oh it's being tossed over to the crowd no it is blended work that is the crowd is a part of a, the accelerant to get it done faster and get it done better um, yep, and, yep. and that's the thing too it's like letting go of certain things that maybe you're not experts in you know even even a toe in the water area ux ui okay is you know is the oil and gas you know, field known to have tremendous UX UI talent banging down your door. Eh, you know, I would say no. They're gonna they're gonna be in other industries just by by the the sexiness of of the appeal of going to oh, build B two C dog walking apps. Right, However, right. there's way more important things to build in the in Houston in energy and in an environment that are way more affect billions of people that really could use beautiful, you know, intuitive interfaces and, and yep. front end code that actually, uh, just brings a user through in, in a really smart way. Like, so there's ways in which people could start that are still impactful. It's not like, Oh, some they're impactful, little- but they're not, but you're not risking your whole, uh, you know, you're not, yeah. you know, you're not talking about, um, well, if we get this wrong, then, uh, bad things really happen. Yeah. I'm not, I wouldn't do that either. I wouldn't, if I'm in that position, I wouldn't put my, all my eggs in one basket and say, oh, we're bringing in this magic crowd. I just wouldn't do it. Uh, and again, I, the education that it's, it's, it is a blend of, okay, the crowd's going to take, or in this case, top coder or a community is going to take care of parts of this as we build this with our domain experts, the way we would have built it anyway. Like that's, that's the thing. There's, there's, there is magic and there's, you know, uniqueness in the execution that, okay, parts will get distributed to people that will stream in and out of the work based on their specialty. Cool. Right. That is great. The front end is still like, how are we getting this done? How are we PMing this thing? Who are the domain experts we got to talk with? Um, and and then, you know, a really, really beautiful architecture and then a divvying up of, of the workload so you could you could blend in crowd where it makes sense. Uh, so it's, it, I think if people take something away from that today, it's like, it is not, hey, magic crowd, assemble this beautiful up, you know, upfield, uh, you know, d- downstream uh, application <laughs> for me when they have no yeah, domain. Yeah. That doesn't work. Right. That's, that's right. not, it, it's not yeah. how this works. So it's... Um, I, I yeah. would want people to really kind of take a step back and be like, wait, it's actually more mature than, than maybe I thought it was. And how do I, how do I learn more about that maturity? So I could, my personal risk kind of fear just goes down as you learn more about, oh, oh, they did this kind of digitization of, you know, a mud logging process. Like they got that done. Yeah. That, that kind of stuff. They did fracking safety protocols in a, in a shared web interface and it was all above the board. And now it's being used by, you know, 20, 30 something fracking companies. Yeah. Exactly. Like that kind of stuff is, is out there and, and, and real and they, then they matter. Yeah. That, that's, I mean, that's important. And, um, in fact, I'm going to, I'm going to say this one thing and then we're getting, I'm looking at the time here. We're getting to that part where, you know, it, um, we, we talked about this before that, uh, we don't want, we don't want the sponsor to ramble on too much on the, on this first show. So Correct. we're going to, so we're going to put a, we're going to put a lid on it. But I, I will say that, uh, there's another interesting thing in there, which is, um, which we covered actually, um, in, in a, I had, I had my, my friend Amode from, from Wipro, uh, on, on the tech show and we were talking about adoption and, you know, without adoption, uh, all none of this again. It's like art, right? Like, like there's no. Um, you're not going to get the 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 benefit from your digital initiatives um, if people aren't actually able to adopt them and use them. And so, all of that planning and ROI study that you did and all that is for nothing if 
if you don't get the adoption and the adoption really requires especially with like the 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 new generations coming into the industry adoption requires those really smart um easy to use um you know uh, the the user side of these applications that's a perfect place to bring in um people who maybe don't have you know aren't steeped in the domain knowledge but but have the smarts about how to develop intuitive um you know things that people can can easily adopt so that's um that's uh that is definitely um uh and there's a great need for that and you're right we're not we're not really known for having the best uis and usability and things like that in this industry so um but with that let's um let's let's wrap up with uh, if somebody so so if people want to know more about this and i'm sure after all of that stuff that you just said they're going <laughs> yes. to want to know. So if people if people want to know more, um, obviously there's a topcoder.com website. Obviously uh, we can find you on on LinkedIn. Um, uh, what what else uh, what what else would you like to draw anybody's attention to um, you know in, in terms of learning more about this whole paradigm really. Yeah, for for sure. So I mean yeah, the top topcoder.com is is fantastic. You know, that that's a great place to go if you're like, okay, this sounds interesting. I want, I want to talk to somebody. But if you want to learn more, I would also say like our blog, topcoder.com slash blog. And the other thing, we have a podcast that I mentioned earlier called Upriser, U-P-R-I-I-S-O-R. So the an O instead of an E, so Upriser. And that literally is focused on long form com- conversations with folks who have used crowdsourcing who are, or who have used on-demand freelancers or are using platforms that allow them to do to do certain things in the in this kind of on-demand talent economy world. And we've had several folks on from the oil and gas industry that have been guests on there as well. So you can kind of search search for them too. But that's, you know, if you like the podcast format, obviously if you're hearing this, that might be your easiest gateway. Go to Upriser, check out some episodes. And if you're just kind of peaked by can I do this? Is this really something that, that an enterprise can take on? You know, we just recorded our into our 40th something episode. We started it in, in mid 2020. Um, there are just great sto- stories after stories of exactly those people coming on and saying, "Hey, I wasn't sure how I do this, but I had a vision of how I wanted to, and we got it done. We we used on demand talent, and those are not yep. top coder stories. Very often, those are just like that yeah, could be yeah. any platform out there. That could just be the, the the philosophy of getting outside your four walls, and that's the big takeaway that I'd love people to kind of take home as they uh, as they leave this section, and then as we get into digital doers, it's all about cutting through the noise, cutting through and yep, yep. getting on them. A super and again, we're super pumped to be uh, to be the uh, the premier sponsors here for you. Uh, excellent, thanks. Um, that that I, I mean, there's so much. There's so much goodness. Usually, I always talk about you know what's the nugget of goodness, but you just threw a whole bunch of nuggets in there. So, um, so that is perfect. I know Clinton, Clinton Bonner. Thank you again for uh, being on the on the show today. Really appreciate you making time. We are going to do our best to make this a great one. So, um, in fact, Clinton, maybe I don't know. Maybe I'll have you come back on from time to time just to give me, you know, to to to, to tell me how how we're doing and uh, and and help us help us uh, help us make it good. Um, I'm up for it. You could you could tell I don't I don't have a I'm not shy on the microphone, so I'm I'm, I'm up for it if you you're want. You're not. Me. You're not. So I'll have. So it'll be uh, from time to time. It'll be. Yeah, we got the Clinton episode today, and he's going to tell me what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong, <laughs> and we're going to keep this. We're going to keep this train rolling. But no, thank you, thank you again. I got. I, I want to say a couple of more things uh, just to wrap. In fact, well, usually this is where I thank the sponsor, but um, I mean, let's not get carried away. So <laughs> fair enough. No, 
enough of that. Um, I will move on to uh, a couple of quick notes here. One, the OGGN Street Team, which is now led by our very good friend, Brian Mann. You know, actually, I just said he's our good friend. I'm not sure how to say his last name. It's it's Brian, M-A-H-N, Mon or Man. I'm going to learn what that is. But uh, Brian describes himself as an energy software consultant with narcolepsy and an insatiable appetite to learn about oil and gas technologies. So he is clearly in the right place. So we are, uh, so we're looking forward to Brian's street team leadership. And if you want to get involved with that, the OGGN street team is a great thing to do. Get involved uh, with us. You do something good for the industry, you do something good for yourself. Just look for that, uh, that LinkedIn group and, uh, and, and sign up and, and get involved in case you're wondering the valiant and noble Warren Spiewak, as I usually describe him, uh, who has been leading the street team, um, and he is still valiant and noble, and he is still a part of the family. We haven't kicked him out. Um, in fact, he's working on some fun new things, which uh, you're going to hear about later. And uh, you can also, as I mentioned, connect with OGGN, all the usual so- social spots. And we got a lot of great things going on, which I won't get into right now, but uh, you can get on the the um, the website the mailing list and find out about all of that. And finally, uh, almost finally, uh, thanks as always to our audio wizard, Mr. Emin Fikic in the magical land of Bosnia. He's the one who uh, makes all of this sound fantastic. He does it for all of our podcasts and uh, he does amazing work. And also a uh, big thanks to our ever charming and yet persistent producer, Savannah Wilson, who will now tell you about our upcoming events. Hey everybody, it's Savannah from OGGN, and here are the events on deck for April 2021. This month we have three events, but if you'd like the full list, you can click the link in the show notes to sign up for our events newsletter. We send it out every month, and it includes more info about the events I talk about here. We even include events that occur two months ahead of time, so if you're interested in always staying in the loop about oil and gas events, make sure to check that out. First up, we have our in-person event, which is the Spring Pitch Party focused on clean tech. It'll be hosted at the Canon on April 6th. Next, we have our two online events, the University of Houston PES Career Fair on April 8th and the CSPG GeoWomen eTalk on April 20th. Other than these events, OGGN may be hosting some more live streams this month, so make sure to check out our Facebook, LinkedIn, or OGGN.com for more information about any of the live streams or events we have coming up. If you have any questions about these events or any of our shows, make sure to reach out to me through my email in the show notes. That's all for April. I hope you guys have a great month, and thanks for tuning in. Come back next week for yet another exhilarating expedition into the very real world of the best digital doers in the oil and gas industry. A production of the Oil & Gas Global Network. Learn more at OGGN.com.